What's swinging, Nation? Welcome back to another episode of the Steel Mace Nation podcast. I am your host, Fred Moore. Today's episode is with Anne Marie Saccarato. She's down in Florida. Anne Marie is a personal coach. She's a three-time WBC lightweight world champion boxer and Hall of Fame inductee. She's a performance coach and inspirational speaker. And yes, she does some steel mace and some animal flow. And uh, she's on the podcast today to talk about what she does, how she does it, and her whole story, really. And it's a super inspirational story. And you guys got to just chill out for this one, grab a, a drink and, and sit back and enjoy it. She has so much to say about, you know, self-improvement, self-empowerment, motivation, that kind of thing. And you're going to learn a lot from this one. Before we get to the podcast, I just want to give you guys a uh, I, I just want to give a shout out to um, Ongo Energy Spray. I've mentioned them before. Ongo is uh, a caffeine spray. Three sprays in your mouth gives you 75 milligrams of caffeine and it works almost instantly. So you could get right to your workout or stay awake on your long drive or whatever. Ditch the pre-workout, ditch the big giant cups of coffee with the sugar and all the bloat and having the pee and all that stuff and go with Ongo Energy Spray, ongoenergy.com. Use the discount code SteelMace25 for a 25% discount. I also want to give a shout out to Adex Clubs, Adex Mace, adexclubs.com, sponsor of the show now. You could get a 10% discount using SMN19. You get 10% off uh, pretty much whatever they sell. And, uh, you know, that includes shirts and stuff. And you could get yourself a really cool adjustable mace. I'm sure you guys are aware of the Adex. Um, Check them out on uh, Instagram at Adex Clubs, at Adex Clubs. And uh, let's get on with the podcast. It's a good one. So do you go by Anne or Anne Marie? Whichever. Right. Everybody, I mean, people don't even call me my name. People have, everybody has their own nicknames. Whichever oh, yeah. is fine. What are, some, what are some nicknames you have? Um, everybody, you know, it's not even going to stick because it's, it's everybody's just different. It's like some people just call me by my last name. Some people call me by first, like by sack. It doesn't mean. Yeah. Everybody's different, you know, but Anne or Anne Marie is fine. Nice. Nice. All right. So, yeah, let's, I mean, let's, I want to hear your story and, um, Let's just tell the audience real quick how this all transpired, because this 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 one happened quick, and I like this. Just the other day, like it wasn't even a week ago, uh, I I saw you followed me, and then I went and checked you out, and I didn't actually see anything mace wise. I just saw up in your bio unconventional, so I was like, yeah. all right, this is cool. But then the, the the then the big thing that hit me in the face was that, you know, uh, other you know, well, okay, you were three time boxing champion and. In, in the Hall of Fame, which I think is awesome, uh, in, and I'm very excited to talk to you just about that alone. But you're also a, uh, a speaker, and and you help people um, with their, uh, pr- you know, self improvement, self empowerment. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So uh, I we kind of quickly talked and said, let's do a podcast, and you were like a ball of fire, which I love. You were like, let's do it. Let's do it. And we literally a couple days later, we're doing this podcast. So we do it. Yeah. And uh, so how did it all start for you? Oh, man, that's a loaded question. I mean, yeah, I'm a a three time WBC lightweight uh, world champion, professional boxer, Hall of Fame. Outside of that, in my real life, I'm a performance coach. I've been a performance coach in the industry for 24 years um, and also a speaker. And I do a lot of mental and emotional training with individuals too, whether it be elite level athletes or corporate CEOs or just general population. Um, You know what? It started when I was a kid, all of this, because maybe at about four or five years old, really young, um, I was sitting on my basement stairs and just, I don't know, just sitting there thinking and it just hit me. I I knew I had something more inside me that I was meant for more, um, that I was meant to give out to the world everything that was inside of me in terms of who I am and believing in dreams and going after um, and it, just visions that I have inside. I wanted to set that fire of inspiration alive in other individuals as well. Um, I just always knew that was my, my mission in life. 
Um, at the same time, my, my mom married to my father at the time was in uh, a very dysfunctional, abusive relationship. My father was very abusive to my mom. And, um, you know, I kind of, I wanted to be the saving grace there as well. Uh, I want to take care of my mom, my brother. And I thought, okay, I'm going to become a professional athlete because that's going to give me the, the, uh, the springboard to get my name out there, to get myself out there to, to just people, to, to the nation, to the world um, of who I am through interviews, whatever have you. And I'd make money. I'd be able to take care of my family. Um, so that's how it all really started. And from that moment forward, um, I was just on tunnel vision to my dreams. I mean, I remember couldn't afford a basketball hoop. I had a tree in my front yard and I always want to play basketball. And that was my basketball hoop. The tree split up and I'd be in the front yard and street and just shooting a basketball between the, the tree branches, you know, but every day, just dedication every single day, morning, noon, night, whenever I was home, just focused on what I needed to do for myself to make my dreams become a reality. And that's what kind of allowed me to even start what I didn't realize my own mental, uh, emotional growth, growth, personal growth. I would sit in front of a mirror and just look in the mirror and look at my hands, look in my eyes and who are you? What are you about? Like stuff that I give to clients now, then I understand the magnitude of it. I was doing that as a kid, but it all started with this vision and this fire of this thought inside me of what I was supposed to do. And the only way I knew how to do it was within myself. And these are things that naturally came to me from, from instinct, from intuition. And I've just been driven on, on, you know, bettering myself every moment that I possibly could and stayed focused on everything I could do when I was a kid being told, you know, you can't do this. You can't get into this school. You'll never get into a D1 program or, you know, got to got recruited by many D1 schools uh, throughout the country. Um, ended up signing up at Seton Hall University as as a volleyball player and basketball player my senior year. Um, and uh, summer after my senior year, got involved in a car accident, um, and that kind of just set everything into a whole another realm. Um, car accident had me battling for my life, but I knew the car accident was supposed to happen before it happened my senior year of high school. Um, I had a feeling that there was going to be a life-threatening situation that I was in, but that I was going to survive it. And um, when it happens, um, the first words that I said when I was waking up in the hospital, well, what about sports? That's the only thing I cared about. Doctors told me they didn't know if I was going to play sports um, or they didn't know if I was going to walk again or play sports again. I said, listen, you have no idea what's inside of me. I knew I was going to be fine. I knew it happens to me because I was chosen for it to happen to me. I knew it was part of my journey. I really did. As crazy as that may sound, like I knew all of this. Um, and, you know, I just was in the hospital. I only had one free limb. I would do everything I could with my left arm. Every other limb in my body was broken, shattered, whatever. I had no feeling in my left leg at all. I was in the hospital from August 5th of 95 until week before Halloween. Week before Halloween to week before Thanksgiving, I was in a rehabilitation center and got out of there. And the next day I was back in the gym training um, and just focused on, on my goals. And boxing came into my way through uh, basically me just trying to, to get back and became part of training in a way. And, um yeah, man, it, it, I can go on. I, <laughs> it's been a, it's, it's a lot. It's, it's been a lot in my life, but I know every part has been meant for me. Every single aspect of my life has been meant for me from growing up, um, you know, with, with my father being abusive to my mom and to my brother and leaving us with nothing. I mean, when my parents got divorced, um, they left, he, he wanted us out on the streets selling pencils to survive. That was his, his, you know, last words. Uh, we had cops at the house every night to beat my mom up every single night. That's how we grew up. Um, but growing up in that environment, that sparked more of that fire and that, that fight inside of me that, for me, was instinctual that, you know what, this is all, again, meant for you to build your strength up internally. So it just, it, it fueled me. And that's what I try to give to individuals that I know are going through stuff. It's how you use the things that are being given to you because everything in your life is happening to you for a reason. It's all for you, not to you. Um, and that's what I try to, you know, instill in people that I work with. Yeah, that, so, you know, you take... Um some bad situations and you essentially take that perception like, no, I'm not going to be a victim to these bad situations. I'm going to actually use these for momentum. I'm going to use these to actually kick ass. Yeah. Embrace it. Yeah. I mean, a lot of that stuff that you went through could definitely tear you down. Um, what, is there something deeper inside you? something that that you pull this energy from because that's a lot of stuff to deal with especially uh with your mom being abused and everything i mean that really had to have such a profound effect where's that Um, energy come from you know we're all born with certain gifts you know 
and most of us are afraid to utilize those gifts and, and jump on those gifts in life. We die with those gifts. They say the graveyard is the richest place in the world because people die with these things because they're afraid to, to follow through and believe in them. I'm one not to. I've never had that, that symptom of fear inside of me. I, I, I used to fuel me. Um, I was born with this, this gift inside of me that, that, you know, never allowed things to tear me down. I just always pushed harder. You know, it's just something instinctually that, that, like I said, I felt and I grasped onto and I held onto and I just always against all odds, defied all odds. Everybody tell me, you know, you're never going to do this. You can't do this. You grew up in this situation. You're in this school. You're, you know, no, yes, I can. Why can't I? Yes, I can. I I don't believe in that. You know, I, 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 it's for me, I believe in myself, but it's not even just a belief. It's, it's knowing because belief still allows room for doubt. It's where things start. It's where that spark, you know, is created. But you want that to grow into an inferno, you gotta really know and know who you are. I am, I can, I will, you know, um, and really truly believe in it and 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 embrace that, you know, and own it, not just, you know, in your thoughts and in your focus, but in your actions, in your persona and how you carry yourself. Every element of you has to really define that. Um, and things just will start going in in in, in the direction towards what you want to achieve. And with that fuel inside of you. The strength grows. So anything that comes before you, actually, you know, there's, there's a book. The obstacle is your is the way. Like every obstacle starts to become your way. You start to realize why, and then you can say, okay, I got this. Good. I'm going to utilize this now. It's like being in the gym. So I tell my clients, training and life is there's so many parallels because in the gym, you know, we'll come up with a program design. We'll look at somebody first and say, okay, you know, correct their bodies, their patterning, their muscle firing patterns, how their body is moving. What do they need? Okay, what do you want? I'm going to bridge those two things together. I'm going to get you stronger. As you get stronger, I'm going to change the dynamic of what we're doing, but I'm constantly overloading you to get to a certain goal of what you desire, whether it's, you know, losing weight, building muscle, whatever it is, performing better. That's the same thing that happens in life. You're giving these obstacles that are, you know, creating a load and stress against you to create you stronger for the next thing in life, which is how you're going to utilize it. And correcting the patterning in your brains of how you, you think about things, how you optimize the obstacles that come before you, how you optimize the, the opportunity that's actually placed there. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's that, yeah. It's well, a mindset. Right. Yeah. And you know what? That's one of my favorite quotes. The obstacle is the path. Um, yeah. I, I've, I've, in fact, I was just sharing that one with somebody in a conversation the other day and they liked it too. I mean, it, it's just so uh, it's actually a very freeing uh, that quote it frees you because now uh-huh. when you really think about it you go okay so obstacles are meant for me to smash through so you don't have to waste time thinking about how you're gonna circumnavigate an obstacle there's no way to go around some of these things and you can't get strong unless you do and yes yeah, some obstacles may kick your butt and you might have to regroup but uh never give up right it's pretty much what that what that means no, absolutely. You're only going to come back stronger from that situation and you're going to come back wiser from that situation. You know, people allow certain obstacles, adversities that come to their life. They want to create this prison for themselves. And that's what they actually do. You're imprisoning yourself, create these walls up. You might be, you know, typically, technically safe, you know, because nothing can get in, but nothing can get out inside of you yeah. either. And that's the whole problem. You've created this whole prison that you're stuck in. Right. People want to wonder why they're so miserable because, yeah, they're trapped. Same thing with a boat. You know, I use this all the time. So some people, a boat that's at dock, it's safe. It's not going to the storm. But where are you going? What have you seen? What have you experienced? Yeah. At the end of your life, what can you actually say that you're, you've appreciated, you've gone through? You know, it's those adversities that you've gone through to get you to where you are. They look back and say, wow, I did that. You know, I appreciate that. I was just doing that yesterday. You know, yesterday, um, I went skydiving for the second time yesterday. And, and afterwards, I was just thinking yeah. of like everything that I've done in my life and what that jump and, and, jumping out of the plane actually really symbolizes and means, you know, so many people are afraid to go and do that. But once you leave that plane, it's the most freeing, amazing experience of your life. And you just sit back and realize, you know, what was I thinking before that? Why, why wouldn't I do that? Yeah, you know, yeah. but that's life, you know, Will Smith, you know, he said the same thing that the video playing of him um, when we we're, you know, waiting to go. And yeah, I mean, he said it best. It's the most, you know, beforehand, he's talking about how he's so afraid his stomach is going to throw up. And, you know, it's like, no, I don't want to do this. But then you leave the plane and it's just like blitz. And it's amazing. And why would you allow these, these fears, right? False evidence appearing, right? Why would we allow that to dictate our lives and these obstacles that come the way and, and not allowing ourselves to feel that pain? Because it's not the pain or the adversity that will linger with us. It's if we allow ourselves to continue to uh, maintain this, this concept of, of 
um, just suffering and, and, and going back to like, you know, these old stories, these old beliefs within us that allow the suffering to, to be a mainstay or this feeling of depression to be a mainstay, this feeling of fear to be a mainstay, instead of recognizing, you know, that fear and faith are, you know, the same thing, it's just imagination, which one are you going to allow yourself to create your life by? Because if I dictate my life by faith, then everything is possible. Even if it's unsure, when something is unsure, that's when everything can can really be created. When there's unsure, when there's in in what's the word when he's um in a brain fart right now. But when when there's no you know real security in what is possible, that's when the most amount of possibility actually exists. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. Don't want to allow. You right. know what I'm saying? Yes. Um, and then you know it, it, adversities or, or pains that they go through is when people sit in that same, you know, in that same movie, you're going back to that same movie, rather than saying, okay, well, what can I do to create a new path from here? What did I learn from here? You know, and then allow themselves to actually rise higher. And that's what you say, that's the way that's going to give them that, the, the air to actually lift them up again, to breathe again, to live life and breathe life into them again. Yeah. Yeah. That's, uh, I saw your uh, post this morning for, for your skydiving and I, I thought it was great because you, you, you approached the door and you got this, huge smile huge and 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 the smile told me it was like i am about to have the best experience of my life you were so embracing it you were so embracing it and then the camp you know they follow you out and you're you're floating it looks like you're floating and the camera's following you and you give the thumbs up you you know you throw in some all kinds of signs out there (laughs) you're like but you were like you were like trembling with with like fantastic emotion you could see it you could see it and uh, even even uh like the whole the whole 30 seconds of the video whatever like you're just elated and um i'm glad you had that experience you know and and people should definitely see that video it was it was done well uh, actually your whole instagram is um like a hot cup of coffee right in the face like i i think after one of your videos I watched the other night, I had to just, I just had to stop what I was doing and do like 20 push-ups. I was just so pumped. <laughs> That's what it is. Listen, I'm a fire starter. I want to set that fire in people's lives. You know, so much more happy to do and to embrace every single moment that you have. You know, every breath that we have, you don't get back. So why not make it the most? Yeah, you know, yeah. You're breathing life and you're breathing life out into somebody else. You know, life is all about giving. It's all about sharing. If you can give experience to change somebody's life in a moment, in a word, in a smile, Man, the, the, the payback to yourself, the fulfillment to yourself is exponential. Yeah. That's what success is. You know, so many people, uh, again, go back to, you know, living in prisons and scared of adversity, scared of taking risks. Man, I've taken risks my entire life. Um, you know, and you learn. I, I definitely, and listen, I've lost, I've lost money. I've lost life savings in a bad business decision. I, I've lost, I've lost everything, but it's only been research and development to bring me to where I am now, where now everything in my life is. Yes. Really, yeah. Complete alignment. I love you know, that. Research and development. Alignment. 100%, you know, and it's only allowed me to grow. And it's like, I've gone through, I look back now and so many different things that, that I've gone through risks that, you know, I took that, man, they didn't go the way that I wanted, um, you know, or I, I've been burned, you know, but I'm like, man, thank God, because what I learned and what has brought me into what I've gained from it and also being able to, you know, help others, whether it's in, a, you know, a, a session, a training session or a coaching session or speaking or just, you know, talking to somebody on the street, just something, advice or even a word sometimes that I can give to them. But if I hadn't gone through experiences that I've gone through, I wouldn't have that, you know, that knowledge, that wisdom or that insight to even pick up on somebody's energy in the moment that they needed to hear this from me or they needed to see this from me. And I mean, that's, that's, there's no greater feeling than being able to do that, you know? And again, to me, that that's success, you know? And, and I have, you know, I said something, I have nothing, I have absolutely everything because in my life, I'm being able to touch people's lives and every single day. And that's a blessing, you know? Yeah, people yeah. have, you know, financial success, and, um, you know, you have boats, cars, whatever, but they're miserable. You know, I have clients like that, they're absolutely miserable because they're, they're missing the actual fulfillment in their life of doing the things that they love. Yeah. You know, being around, you know, people that they love or, or whatever it is, but without that fulfillment, you're, you're failing. There's no true success without that. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, I'm just sitting here imagining right now. I, I want to I ask you about your boxing, but I'm, I'm yeah. picturing you in the ring, right? And you're fighting one of your title fights, and you won three of them, right? Yes. And I'm picturing you going through a very difficult battle up there. It's it's tough. I mean, the whole process is tough. Let's face the facts. But now you're in the fight, and you got you got people in your ring with you, your coach and everybody else. And I, you know, I've watched fights before, 
and you see uh, the athlete, you know, in between rounds, gearing up for the next round, and there's somebody there talking, the coach, whatever. So you've been on that side receiving the motivation or the inspiration, somebody there to coach you through this very difficult fight that you're going through. So now you have stuff like that to draw from to help people. So th this really lends to your credibility as, as a, a coach to, to help people. Uh, yeah. Nothing yeah, could be more raw than, than being in a boxing match, right? I mean, you're, you're just right down to the bone right there. So uh, Listen, my boxing is life. Or my life, people have depicted it, you know, as that to me. It's seeing my life and me, who I am, in a living art form in the ring, yeah. you know. And that's really what it comes down to, you know. But to say the truth, I mean, the training is a uh, none of it's hard because I, I love it. I eat the okay. stuff, you know, pushing myself not just physically, but mentally, emotionally, spiritually. I mean, every level you're pushing yourself on in the ring, right? The fight's the easy part. The fight, you know, you put the training in. You know, if you've done the training right, if you put all your time in, it's like, all right, now it's party time. Okay. Yeah, you're in there and you're tied, you know, ninth round, tenth round, especially when you're in there with, you know, one of the top in the world, you know, it's tiring. But you're in your, your corner and it's just a matter of quick words because you know what to do. Everything is second nature. You have trust in your team. You have trust in yourself. So it's just a matter of execution. And, you know, here in my corner, a lot of times I don't even really hear them. It just, it's instinctually, it just goes in. But it comes out in the ring. You're in such a state of focus in that you're you're in that zone. You're in your flow state. Okay. Right? Yeah. So about you know the mace and the atom flow, like we're flowing through energy. Like you're in that flow. So it's just getting those little pieces that you need to take you to that next edge, or you know things that you're not seeing because you're in it. It's like hey, again, go back to life, right? We don't see everything because we're in the situation. So we have to have a team behind us that can actually see what's on the outside yeah. and see more clearer vision. You know, and that's what my coach is doing in the ring, and you know, a, a boxing and, and life. Um, it's a, I was going to say this earlier, you know, everything that I've gone through, it, it also allows me um, the wisdom to not just, you know, reiterate things and understand things, understand situations, but have ownership of the situation because I've gone through, yes. you know, and I believe that's why, I, you know, you put something out into the universe that you really want to attain to believe in it. The universe is going to say, okay, this is going to be your path. And I believe that I did that as a little kid. I put it out to the universe, the path in my life that I was going to have by saying, I wanted to inspire lives. I want to change lives. I want to be that one. I know I am that one. And it said, okay, here, 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 here. And I mean, I've been hit with, I'm not saying I have the, you know, most traumatic story in the world. I've been hit with a lot of things. Everybody has a story. There's people that, you know, are, are in much worse and much worse stories than me. But I know I was given what I've been given and the adversities I've been given to get me strong enough to do what I do now and have ownership of it when I work with people and coach people and you know, get them to the next level of their life or what they want to achieve. And boxing, boxing being in that ring, it just heightens, you know, everything within me to such a, such a point that it's, it's the essence of really the, the truth that you are, the truth of who you are, what you have inside you, what you're about, what you're willing to give, what you're willing to sacrifice. I mean, really how bad you want things in life, knowing that, listen, you're getting hit. Are you coming back? Okay. You know, and that is such a depiction, such a, a parallel to life, you know, what you're willing to give yeah. and, and where you're willing to take yourself and knowing that you take yourself to, you know, the certain point physically, mentally, emotionally, and you're like, that's where your limit is. And then you realize, no, you can go even further. You're in that ninth round and, you know, you're taking shots, you're exhausted, but there's something, you know, sparks inside you. I had a fight, one of my top, it's actually one of the top five fights in, in his sport out in California. Um, against a woman by the name of Jessica Ricosi. And I mean, we were a shot for shot for 10 rounds, literally. And I remember, it's, you know, it's her home turf. And, you know, especially in a title fight, it's, you know, your competitors, your opposition's home. They're going to get it if it's close. And it's the sixth or seventh round. And, you know, my team told me, and I knew it because I knew we, we were literally shot for shot. And it's like, I got to change something. I just kept telling myself, you know, and I was exhausted. I was, it was, it was a tough fight to believe just went through my head. And from that moment on, I came back at that round. I caught her real hard in the seventh round. And the 10th round with two seconds left, I threw a shot that dropped her and ended the fight right then and there with two seconds left because of belief. And it was one, one move that I practiced the training over and over and over and over and over again. It was like I was an autopilot. And all of a sudden, two seconds left, I was like, you know what? It's that, you know, fight or flight, faith or fear. I went to faith. I said, I'm doing it. Bang, bang. And it went. 
But had I not taken that shot, a lot of things in my boxing career in life could have changed. And the yeah. way that I look at things would have changed because that shot didn't just change me and grow me in the ring. It grew me outside of the ring. Because it really gave me, brought me back to having faith in what I've gone through, what I know, what I learned. Yeah. It was a risk. It could have went the other way. I could have, you know, taken the step that I taken, and she could have come back and I could have been the one knocked out. You know, but it it's having, again, it's having that faith in yourself, you know, and you being able to bring that out to other people in life. Because that's the biggest, that's the biggest uh, thief of dreams. It, it'll put you, you know, I say all the time, it's the most subtle destructive disease outside of cancer, but nobody chooses cancer. You choose fear. You know, and fear will put you in the hospital, rob you of your dreams, you know, rob you of your your, your finances, your, your relationships, everything that you want. Yeah. Faith on the other side will give you everything that you want. You know, jumping out that plane, I have faith. I have faith in my instructor. I had faith in, you know, just I'm going to be good. This is going to be an amazing experience. It's what you, what you, how you look at everything. Exactly. It's your perception, right? Yeah. So I went in there and it's like, yeah, I'm the only one in the plane. Let's go. <laughs> Everybody else is like, um. <laughs> but it was amazing. Yeah, you know? and that's what I want. I want people to be able to live life with and experience life with. Like this, we have one chance at this. You have one opportunity. Yeah. But why not take advantage and embrace every single aspect of it? You know, to make it the most. Why? Why would you not? Yeah, I love it. I love it. So, when did you actually get into boxing? Was it after you got out of college, or were yeah, you? You know what? Um, it was. It was after the car accident. I I never thought I was going to be a boxer, but it's like. You know, they come to me, oh, you know, you're the boxer, oh, you watch this fight. And I'm like, no, because it's never been a really a part of my life. I never thought it was going to be a boxer day in my life. Um, but after the, I mean, I love it. Don't get me wrong. Any competition, if I can compete, I'm going to compete because I'm pushing myself, right? Um, after the car accident, I I started taking, um, I took boxing class. We just messing around, just extra conditioning work to get me back in. Yeah. Um, and... You know, well, before the car accident, my senior year of high school, let me backtrack for a second, um, my high school had started, so everything happens for a reason, right? My st high school started a program where if your grades are good enough, instead of going to school, your third and fourth quarter, you went out and got an internship. So I was in that program, and my third and fourth quarter, I was working in a gym, and I just was a sponge. I was around every trainer. We had a physical therapy office. I was in the physical therapy office. I was there as much as I could be there outside of my, you know, outside of practice, outside of um, anything else I had going on in regards to any school stuff. Um, I was there 24-7 just to learn and grow. And that's why when it came time for the car accident, um, or after the car accident, you know, I had one limb, and I was like, I was taking resistance bands on the, the hospital bed, whatever I could do that I, I knew, you know. Um, I was utilizing it. I came back in. And they allowed me to continue in at the facility. Um, I started on, on the floor as a trainer. And um, again, just embedded 24-7 as much as I can be there outside of school or whatever happy I was there. And that's when I started taking boxing classes. And a trainer, um, a trainer had come to me who studied um, Jeet Kune Do, which is what Bruce Lee had created. Yeah. And, you know, I started working with him and I got, I got into that a little bit too. And yeah. um, then a friend of mine, and this is over, you know, several months. Um, a friend of mine had sent me something about the New York Golden Gloves. And this is actually, at this point, we're, we're because of college, maybe this is maybe two years later or so. And um, I guess something about New York Golden Gloves. And it's like, all right, so I can't use my feet. I can only use my hands. I want to compete. Okay, let's go. So I go back to the guy that was doing the boxing classes and have him work with me, but find out he's just, a total, total scumbag. He's total con artist. He didn't spend really any time with me. But at that time, too, women's boxing wasn't what it is today, either. You know, and a lot of the guys, they didn't really take the any female fighters seriously. Okay. Or not as much. You know, they, they did. I don't want to speak collectively as a whole, but yeah. this guy particularly didn't. And um, I had maybe two weeks of hitting a bag at this time, no real coaching. And I went in against, um, I got a draw against the girl that was, the uh, U.S. national champion, a 23-0 record, and I had two weeks of hitting the bag. Oh, my God. I was like, game on, let's go. <laughs> let's go, you know? And I, I didn't care. I was like, she hasn't faced me yet. She hasn't seen me yet. And I'm good. Went in like a Tasmanian devil, and um, 30 seconds left in the round. Uh, we both exchanged right hands, and hers landed right on my face and broke my nose, two black eyes, fight was over. But the end of the fight, I got approached by somebody from USA Boxing that was there. And there's no reason for this to happen because I had no business being in a ring, yeah. let alone being where I was just about to be presented a ticket with to go to, which was like, listen, we had a, a fight or fallout. Um, 
We want to give you a ticket to compete in the U.S. Nationals in Midland, Texas. The flight is sat, uh, Sunday, which is two days later. Do you want to go? Okay. <laughs> Dude, you got to understand, amateur boxing, Olympic style boxing, to be proper about it, they don't allow, they're all about safety. They don't allow somebody that's injured to compete. I was just going like, to ask. Yeah. Well, not at all. But that's why I say something higher was giving me that opportunity, wanting me to be there. I was on a flight to Midland, Texas, two days later with a broken nose and two black eyes. Oh my God. You know? And the doctors passed me. That never is allowed in, in Olympic style boxing. But, and, and so I was like, okay, okay. And I fought like a Tasmanian devil to the finals of the U.S. Nationals, bleeding all over the ring. I just swinging and going and just, you know, fire in my heart. That's all it was. And I fought this girl, U.S. National, national champion again, a week later, lost her. And then a week later after that, I fought her in the finals of the New York Golden Gloves at Massacre Garden in New York. So I fought her three times in three weeks with a broken nose, two black guys. That was the start of my boxing career. I was like, okay, giddy up, let's go. And I just kept going. Um, I, I had the hunger in my heart at the time. I wanted to do something with it. And um, the next year I came back and uh, I won the U.S., uh, excuse me, the New York Golden Gloves. I won the U.S., uh, excuse me, yeah, U.S. Golden Gloves, or why are you saying U.S. Golden Gloves? The National Golden Gloves. Um, and then turned pro. And um, what, maybe three years later or so, two years later, got my first world title shot. Um, and actually, I always said that, you know, I told you from when I was a kid that I had this, this, this feeling, this intuition that I was meant for more, meant to inspire lives. And I want to be, right, professional athletes use it as a catalyst to, to bring me out to the world. Yeah. And through boxing, I said, you know what, I want to have a documentary team follow me for what I actually do. Not just for me, yes, for because uh, I wanted to get my, my voice out, but what it is to actually be a female boxer at the time. I mean, I'm working with clients from, I was, uh, for 20, maybe 22 years, I worked six days a week, you know, um, or excuse me, seven days a week. Um, just started working six days a week, seven days a week, every day uh, from 4 a.m. I'd be up at 4 a.m. The first time was at 5.30 in the morning, clients all morning long, then boxing and strength conditioning work, then clients at night. And I did that Monday through Friday. Saturday was, you know, clients uh, all morning long, then boxing training and, you know, whatever else I had to do for myself Saturday, Sunday, train in the morning or clients in the morning. And, you know, it was just a constant grind, you know, and no money, you know, you're just going, going, going. It wasn't about the money, but what I was doing, but. I just wanted part of my, that story to be out there too. But again, going back to the part of my story of just my life and when, what I go through my message and my voice and said, you know, I'm going to have documentaries and follow me. Well, two days, no, not even, I think it was, it might've been the next day after I signed my first contract for my world title fight, PBS, doc, uh, PBS contacted me and said they wanted to do a documentary on me. And, you know, all of a sudden I had them doing one that I had, MTV2 and Logo doing a documentary. Then I had, um, it didn't air. There's a reality show they wanted to do on six female pro fighters. Um, you know, did that. Then I had a book, uh, a couple of books I was featured in and a book that I'm in called uh, Common Threat to Overcoming Adversity and Achieving Your Dreams. That It's like Sylvester Stallone, Quentin Tarantino, Power Stern, all these big names and me. And it's just like, wait, what? <laughs> you know, a song on iTunes written about me. Like I've had all these things start to come from me boxing Wait. just putting out to the world, you know, what is inside me, what I'm, I'm, I'm supposed to do. Who wrote a song about you? Um, he's an independent. He's actually my, my promoter for the fight that I went into, uh, that I was talking to you about earlier against Jesse Ricosi. Um, he, he's a, he was a boxing promoter. Um, he's also an independent artist. Uh, his name is Arnie Tokyo Rosenthal. And the song is actually entitled Anne Marie. It's on iTunes. And, uh, Anne yeah. Marie on iTunes. Okay. And the guy's last name is Rosenthal. Yeah, Tokyo okay. Rosenthal. His Every first name is Arnie, but he goes by Tokyo Rosenthal, yeah. That is so cool. Do you do, it, it's crazy. Do you, do you wake up and hit the button and that song starts your day? That should be my alarm. <laughs> I would do that if somebody wrote a song about me. It'd be my theme. Like I'd I'd, I'd, I'd have to, I'd have a radio on my shoulder and I would just play it on a loop everywhere I go. Like I'd walk into the store to buy a, buy a coffee and that would be playing. <laughs> Definitely. Absolutely. I Absolutely. love it, man. Well, if, I mean, you're, you, so at, up to this point, your journey is amazing and, and yeah, you should have a song written about you. It's, you know, but, it's, it's blessed. And, and, you know, every step that I take, I say I'm blessed for, you know, every, 
every adversity that I've gone through, everything that I've done, everything that I've accomplished, it's just been a blessing because I'm holding true to who I am and why I know I'm here, what I know I'm meant to do. Yeah. You know, take it on. And it's not, it's not doing this. It's, like, it's doing this. Yes, you know, yes. You know, everything that I've done in my life, what I've accomplished in my life, when I speak on and tell people about, because I want people to understand that it is all possible. You can do this. Yeah. I do want you to do this. I live my life to do that. So I put out the videos, put out the posts. Like, I want to inspire lives. I know I'm meant to, and somebody has to. You know, there's so much negative in this world, so many people being just beaten down on, you know, being told you can't do school. Why not? Yes, absolutely. You know, you're stepping up to the plate, and, and you have a leadership quality, and that's what you noticed. Maybe you didn't quite understand it when you were that young when you first started realizing this but there that was leadership you said i want to get out and i want to step up to the plate and show people and you're not a boss a leader in other words you're going to get out there and you're going to do the work alongside everybody but you want to show the way and that's what this world needs we need people stepping up to the plate and being leaders so i applaud you for doing that that and you're right there's a lot of negativity so when people recognize that there's negativity and they say well, I want to do something about that. I want to. I want to punch that negativity right in the nose, so to speak. Yeah. You, you're. That's what you're doing. You, that's what you're doing, and that's that's what we need. So that's awesome. And you know, you're. So you're talking about uh, performance coaching, right? You, you like you you coach people for all types of performance, right? I mean, I work with everybody from general population that just want you know be healthier or lose weight or you know put on some size, whatever it is. You know, to athletes, um, so I work with elderly, to little kids. It's listen, and, and people ask me, you know, what's your your niche clientele? Like that's such a hard question for me to answer. I don't have a niche, and I don't. You know, I, I read an article um, that Oprah did an interview that she did the other day, and it made me feel so much better because I'm always, you know, my brand, me is I'm a fire starter. I'm gonna set a fire in your life. I don't care what you come to me with desiring mentally, emotionally, physically, what you think your goal is, what you tell me your goal is, I want to change your life, show you it's all possible. I want to change your life mentally. Even if you're coming to me physically, I want to change your mentally, emotionally, because those two go hand in hand. Yeah. So my client base, my niche is anybody that really wants and desires to, to have a life-changing experience and take them themselves and their life to that next level and achieve more. Otherwise, the athlete, you know, that's looking to, you know, sign that pro contract, or just that individual's trying to, to drop weight or, or move pain-free. I mean, I have a client back in New York. He's one of my superstars. I'm so proud of him. He, he came to me. Um, he's about, I want to say, 283. Um, had a walker, had a cane every single day of his life. Dealt with spinal stenosis from a car, uh, car accident he was in. And, you know, came to me and within a year. Dropped 100 pounds. No cane, no walker, pain-free. Just sent me a video the other day, him doing 14 pull-ups and just like, man, you know, it's like, I'm not with him. I passed him on to another trainer, you know, it's working through now. He's doing a phenomenal job, you know, and where he's gone. So where my guy, cause he could have very easily just knocked out when I stopped, he could have stopped, you know, but to him showing me what he's doing now and how he's still progressing and where he's pushing to, it's just like, man, those little changes, little things that I did not just physically, but mentally and emotionally showed him where he can be. And the fact that he's still staying in contact with me, that's, that's success. That's the feeling. That's why I do what I do. You know, I have another client that she, she lost over a hundred pounds too. Um, and she just competed in, uh, last year, her first, um, fitness competition, you know, and this is from somebody who was extremely obese. She's starting out. She'll text me all the time, you know, listen, I, I daily, daily in the morning, you get up, you're the first thought in my head, you know, I hear something that you told me, or I think about this is what got me through that. And it's like, that's what it's about. And that's what I do, what I do. So to define myself, you know, as, as, as a performance coach, as, um, you know, whatever, fitness coach, where all these titles that are out there, it's, that's why I say to myself, I'm an optimal, optimal performance coach. I want to optimize you on every level to get you to that next level, you know, and understanding that they do all go together, that mental, the physical, the emotional, it all is what comes together to make somebody a true champion, not just in sport competition, but in life. Yeah. Right. Right. And and yeah. With some, for some people, life is, the competition it is it is the battle if i mean i don't like to look at life as necessarily a battle all the time sometimes it's nice to look at it. it's just a nice thing but yeah no, no but, it's not a, absolutely that, that's you know it, it, it's not some of you you know i'm glad you brought that up you know look at me up you're a boxer you're about you know too hard i'm like no 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 i mean huh. i work with everybody based on first of all who they are and their energy but i want to get you here and we need to have balance there's times to push and there's time to take it down you know and there's times where i am going to push and there's times where i'm gonna say listen 
let's just, this is okay, breathe, we got this. And I'm gonna walk through you with everything. I'm gonna take you there, we're gonna go through the fire, but I'm gonna walk through, I'm gonna guide you, I'm gonna take your hand. It's not about a battle, it's about enjoying and embracing, yeah. you know? And, you know, that's the, the beauty of, of being down here, you know, in Florida, where it's absolute paradise and, and I'm blessed here. I can train and we can go to the gym, you know, afterwards, listen, you know what? Let's go do a mental part of this, go out on the beach, let's just chill and just take this in. Yeah, I you like know? that, yeah. This is that, that's life, you know? I'll do it myself too, I'll go out to the beach, all the time, just stand there, just staring at the, the water, and, and whether it's under the sunlight, under the moonlight, it's like you're in awe. It's like, wow, you realize how much in life, you know, how first how precious and how amazing life is, and just how much power and opportunity you have to not just change somebody else's life, but change your own, just at the drop of a dime. Yeah, know, just so like, change your state. Yeah, this is cool. So, you, I mean, you're talking about changing other people's lives, but you're also while you're explaining this, you're also explaining to us how you're constantly changing your own life you're re you're you're constantly adapting to an, a, a new day uh to new circumstances you're yeah. constantly in a state of reinvention right 100%. and i mean that's that's you're awesome you know you're constantly growing and if i'm not constantly growing and evolving and, and going through changes and taking jumps you know that was yesterday you know that was very significant of you know jumps that i've just taken recently in my life you know and it's just taking me to that next level of growth and of alignment you know, yeah. if I'm not doing it, who am I to speak on it? If I'm not going through the fires, who am I to tell you how to go through the fire yourself and how to be successful with it? Yeah. You know? Yeah. I own it. You know? And I, so, yeah, I'm constantly trying to push myself and not allow myself to get comfortable. What else can I do? How else can I make this happen? You know? Um, it, it, even, you know, I was just like, all right, I, I came down here and I, I moved down here because I knew that my, my life, my destiny is in Florida. There's so many different factors as to why people that I knew I needed to be around and connect with just to take me there, but also just my heart, my soul, what I feel being here, being, you know, near the water, water is very important to me. Just being in this, this community is very fitness involved here and the energy people here is very different. Um, but I came here knowing, okay, I, I want to do more. I want to bring my name and my, my brand um, to the next level, you know, not just within Florida, but nationally. Um, you know, and I want to, I'm at a point where it's not about me just impacting one person at a time. Yes, when I speak, it, it's to large audiences. And I want to do more of that because I get more out of that. And I feel that's what I'm supposed to do is impact more people all the time. But I want to do the same thing with training too. And, you know, I, I, I actually met, um, was out in Miami one night and afterwards just walked through the street. And again, everything happening on purpose, right? So walk through the street and woman drives by and she's like, hey, like you were just at, um at this party she was running in i was like yeah she happened to be the promoter of this 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 party that was going on tonight and um we got this conversation and we exchanged you know contact information and started talking to her more and more and she's really about a expansion on things and i ran this idea that i had to so listen you know what if come up this concept where i want to do something to influence people i said you know she does a lot of speaking and, and writing as well as as being a club promoter and um I said, listen, I want to do something on the beach. It's like, maybe, you know, I'll get up and speak, get up and speak, and just to inspire and impact lives. And then everybody, you know, training together, we build this community of everybody trains together. And then we have everybody, you know, go to the club afterwards and just, you know, party and relax and celebrate. Because that's yeah. really what life is. She was all about it. So now, you know, created all of that one one moment, one decision, one jump, one opportunity. I've created something where now I bring my, my company Rise to Miami in January, we're kicking off this this concept where we're going to be doing this, just inspiring lives on the beach, training on the beach, you know, speaking to them on the beach, and then going out and just celebrating life afterwards, you know? And, yeah. and that's, that's part of why I moved down here, you know, it's just, you know, but that was me following my heart and my soul, like yeah. knowing there was more that I needed to do. And, you know, again, take that jump. I didn't know. I had a feeling that, you know, this is where I need to be. I was down here a few years back and then had to move back to New York. My mom was battling cancer and whatnot. My mom's passed. Uh, almost anniversary, October 23rd of last year. But, you know, when that happened, I started looking at things and, and uh, said, you know what, I need to move back down here. I need to, this is now why I need to be here. I realized why I need to move back to New York. Because after, shortly after I did, my mom was diagnosed with cancer. So things that brought me to New York, brought me there with purpose and reasoning though I didn't understand at the time, had to be there for her during this. And then it was just like, you know what, it's time for you to go back and do what you have to do down there. Um, and so I'm here. Yeah. Uh, you know, um, my mother passed away from cancer, too. And that was uh, about three years ago. And after I lost her, I went through, you know, I went through those tough months afterwards. But, yeah. man, I, it's kind of like what we've been talking about. You, you, That's something that could either crush you or you could just pull 
that you could pull up more strength from it and and yeah. and i and it totally changed my life you know and i said yes this is this is what happens you know we lose people but when we do don't waste that it's going to sound weird don't waste that opportunity there's something that you could pull from that and you could put that into your life absolutely listen my mother man she when she first got diagnosed like my mother's the rock star. What she's done, you know, for me and my brother our whole lives and making us to who we are today, um, yeah, God bless her. You know, we owe that all to her and, and what she's just defined within us and shown us, you know, to be a leader, you know, just bring other people up and, and not let anybody tell you you can't do this. Like everything that I speak on is everything she's instilled in both of us as kids. Um, and when she first got diagnosed, man, she became such a freaking rock star, such a badass. You really saw, really saw her strength and just the whole whole nother level of strength and, yeah. and courage inside of her. It's like, holy shit. <laughs> yeah. You know, I'm so proud of her, you know? Right. Um, and to keep it short, like her first, first round through with cancer, she made, she made cancer look easy. You know, um, it was a breeze. Chemo did what it was supposed to do. Surgery went in. She was cancer free. Um, you know, really she had no real side effects. Just, you know, hair loss. She, thank God. Um, but when it came back the second time around, it came back angry. Yeah. It came back angry, you know, and it was just, it was the worst, it was the worst thing to watch somebody go through. She didn't deserve any of what she went through at all. Not that anybody does, you right, know, right. Um, but, uh, you know, it was, it was, it was definitely really tough. Um, so it's, you know, there's a fact of, you know, she didn't need to, to go through that and, and, you know, um, thank God, you know, she's out of the suffering, but I, I knew, and I, she knows, like, I don't even look at it as that she passed and she got called up. She got called up for a higher purpose because the person that she is, that's all she ever wanted to do was, again, very much, very much like me. She just wanted to inspire lives. She wanted to make everybody happy around her. It didn't matter what she had or what she was feeling. She just wanted to lift everybody else up, you know? And so to me, it was, she passed, like, oh, she got called up on. She's, she's meant to do more things. So it was almost elation you know i was very i was happy about the situation you yeah. know? and i feel her presence with me every day yeah and i know it's where she can do you know more up there than she was capable here and on a broader spectrum um and it's like after she after she passed a week to the day that she passed and she knew like you know her daughter so she's biggest fan you know whether it be boxing speaking training you know, um she knew i wanted to be on a bigger stage speaking she always wanted that for me um, and a week to the day that she passed, I have a, a friend of mine who is, um, his name is Billy Becker third. He's a, basically the right hand man and, and coach trainer for, uh, Tony Robbins. Yeah. And, you know, I, I've met Billy years ago when I was back in Florida and Billy, a week to the day my mom passed last year, Billy texts me. He's like, Tony wants me to invite you as his personal guest to, um, unleash the power within UPW in New Jersey next month. I was just like, you know, and I just looked up and I was like, you made that happen. Mm -hmm. You know, like, that's crazy. I was like, Bill, you don't understand. My mother just passed a week ago today. And, you know, I was just like, really? So, you know, go down to UPW. And um, when I'm down there, you know, Tony's going through, you know, some of the stuff that he goes through and, and bringing us into some real deep emotional stuff. And, you know, I'm fighting, breaking down. And all of a sudden, bagpipes go on the overhead. My mother loved bagpipes, loved I hear that just like waterfalling. Boom. That was it. Yeah. I was done. Well, I look up and Tony's wife, Sage, is on the stage. And because my eyes are closed during this whole thing, I look up, his wife, Sage, is on stage and she looks down at me and she just like kind of blesses me. And I close my eyes again and I go back into what we're doing meditationally. And next thing I know she's down off the stage, just hugging me, holding me. And I was like, whoa. And end up going backstage, and she's like, she's back there, Tony's back there, Billy's back there. Like, we want to invite you to date with Destiny as our personal guest in Florida wow. in December, which is like a month or two. And that's a massive ticket. It's a seven-day event. It's all intensive. Like, if you don't know Tony Robbins' events, you're in there from like seven in the morning to three at night, or three in, three in the next morning, you know? Um, and it, it just unreal experience, you know? So to be able to go to those things and my mother knowing what I want to do again, that was just like, and being around the energy of the people that are in these events, I knew it was her calling me to be here yeah. that, you know, to be connected with him. And I have other things going on in that direction um, right now. Keep my fingers crossed with, uh, with him. But um, 
yeah, you know, it's, it's, I put that on her, like she made all that happen, you yeah. know, and she's just there guiding me. So it, it gives me comfort, you know, um, in, in every day and being able to deal with it and to take the jump to be here and be like, okay, mom, I know I'm supposed to be here. This is where I'm supposed to be to, to do what I got to do. And let's go. Yeah. That, that, what, what an unbelievable journey you've been on and, and you're, you are inspiring people and you are helping people and you're doing exactly what you wanted to do when you were just that little girl. And I mean, yeah, it's unbelievable that, that it's almost like a dream come true kind of thing. But I mean, yes, the, the story is real and, and you went through a lot of, uh, you know, challenges that, you know, a lot of people would have, you know, been crushed by, I, I would think, you know, so yeah, you can be crushed, you can be lifted. Right. Yes. Right. And, and that's, that's what it is, but that's why it's so important. You know, it, it's so important to know what your why is in life, what your mission is in life. Like, this is my mission. How am I going to serve it best? Yeah. You know, every day, how am I going to serve it best? When you're walking around, just put a smile on somebody's face, you start a conversation, somebody sees down. Like, it could be as little as that to as, as grand as other things, you know, that I have going on that I'm making moves on, you know, but it's it's just knowing what what you're meant for, what you desire to like, it's going to keep propelling you and give you that feel to, to keep looking for more and reaching for more. Because again, that's one chance, one chance one breath that's it one opportunity we're all given one gift you know and and i was very blessed to know it early on a lot of people still you know spend most of their life trying to figure out why they're here what the purpose is but um you know once you you really realize that and if you don't realize that realize what your passion is because your life should be built on what your passion is yeah it's it's, it's you know living life with passion every single day it's going to propel you through through those obstacles and being just laser laser focused on that yeah and you might not exactly be able to make your passion your career which is like the dream come true if you can, yeah. but but if you can still find your passion and and go after it while you still have your other uh, career, whatever it is you do, and you never know if you go after your passion, it does become your career after a while. So, but 100%. 100%. you don't know. You just got to jump into it with both feet and embrace it. Listen, it's it. That's exactly. It. And if you're in alignment, everything else will start to fall into place for you. I mean, yeah. that's even me. You know moving here and the opportunities that I've been given, you know, um, within just a couple of months of me being there, it's been, it's been amazing being asked to, to write for the National Strength Conditioning Association Journal. I mean, that's a huge honor being asked to speak at FAU University. I mean, um, being asked to be a rep with Athletic CBD and doing a lot of work with them now. And it, it, it's, it's massive being asked to, to just asked to write three 20-minute uh, TED Talks to, so I'll possibly look at being on stage with, with TED Talks, you wow. know, being asked to do a 10-minute uh, video for, for Tony, try to get on his stage. Some answer. So it's like all these opportunities, but it's because I took that jump. Yeah. And now, it, it's whether they happen or not, but just to be in, you know, in the situation where I have that at my fingertips now, just seeing what falls where, being, being holding an event. Uh, you know, now I'm going to have my own event in Miami. Like that's, that's insane to me. And some that's actually just giving to people and everybody just having a blast to be able to combine speaking and training and going out and having a great time. Who else is, you know, how yeah. blessed am I to even have that? Yeah. You know, being able to go and go outside and, and, and go out and go parasailing, jet skiing, you know, whatever, just at the drop of a dime, being able to enjoy life and embrace it. But again, all these things, it's not this, it's this because I took the jump. Yeah. And I, I believe in myself, in my mission, my you know, what I'm meant to do. Right. And now everything is just falling into place before me. And it's the most amazing feeling. And that's what everybody, I want everybody to experience. That's what people need to realize it is true, it is possible. But it's that fear that holds them back and allows, you know, it's all these limiting beliefs, right? You, you, you live by your own BS, your belief systems, right? You have power and beliefs, you have limiting beliefs. Which one are you choosing to abide by? Which one's going to run your life? Yeah. You know, faith or fear. Faith is going to you know, take you one way to everything that you want. Fear is going to take you the other. And to being strong enough to hold on to that. So it, now, do you help, is that how you help people? Like you mentioned alignment just before. Do you help people align things? Maybe like, because I think sometimes people kind of know, but things are scattered. It's almost like they can't get quite on that track. Is that is that where you could come in and help them? Absolutely, absolutely. You know, listen, I'm scattered too. I'm all, I'm type A. I want to do this, 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 this. So yeah, it's it's just about you know chunking it. Okay, well, what what do you really want to do? What has the values to you in your life that you're you know, you're, you are in alignment with, alignment with, you know, what you want to bring into your life, what is priority in your life, you know, um, what values do certain situations or, or things that you want to attain have to you, but also have to those that are around you, because that's a huge part, you yeah. know, especially talk to, to families, you know, sometimes I have, um, you know, moms that, that want to train and, 
you know, but it's money, it's kids, whatever. But I said, listen, it's it, what is the, the value and in the investment of training going to have on you and your relationship with your husband, with your kids, your kids are going to look up to you. And it's just don't get, you know, they're afraid they don't want to spend, you know, the money, just as an example, on, on the training. They'd rather, you know, for a vacation or for this or for that. But they don't say the value that that has to them. So then they do that, and then their life starts to change exponentially because from the training, all of a sudden, man, the relationship with their husband's gotten better. Their kids are starting to eat better. They're enjoying life better. You know, it, it's so it's it's learning the dynamics to go around what situations they want to create for themselves, for their lives, and what they desire. And that's that's the best way to start breaking up what you truly are in line with in your life and what the value is in, in your heart and soul. Because too many people they get caught. This is really where the separation is to answer that question between the brain and, and their heart. You right. know, which comes first in life? Your your life, you know that there's life in a being from the heartbeat, right? Not from the brain. So that's first in life. And that's where everything comes from. Your brain is there for survival. You know, two people get caught, and that's where chaos, confusion, that's where suffering. Go back to what I was saying before. You know, pain, everybody, pain is inevitable. You're gonna feel pain. Whether you decide when you, you, you choose to suffer, that's a, a choice. You get caught in your head and just thinking constantly rather than going what you feel here. What you feel here, you learn how to be in alignment with what you feel here. You're never, you're, you won't suffer a day mm. in life. Yeah. This is what's going to guide you. And once you start living, living, capital I, B, your life from here, everything around you starts to change. There's a dynamic shift. Yeah. It's going to get out of here and really to grasp here. This is your truth. That's the one thing that's constant, right? Everything is changing and evolving around you. Like your soul, your heart. Those don't change. Those stay consistent. Oh, good point. Them, you know? Yeah, good point. Our thoughts are always changing, and, and every day brings something new to, to mix it all up again and start all over with thinking and thinking and thinking. And, yeah, and focusing on this constant passion, this constant feeling that you always have, is that's where your truth is, right? That's where your truth is, 100%. Yeah. That's from the boxing ring, the fights. I mean, that's what got me through it. I, I was here. It wasn't here. Yeah. This became second nature. This was survival. Okay, I knew this. It was here, you know, just trusting on this. Trusting us to make that that move in that one fight. Trusting in this in my entire life. I, I know what's inside me. I'm, I'm going to abide by this. Yeah. You know, it's that's where that's where everything starts and, and ends from. It's yeah. your heart and your soul and your inner being. That's very interesting. I learned something from you. Now, we have about five minutes left, and we haven't talked about Mace yet. <laughs> Not that we actually – we don't have to talk about Mace, but you do swing a Mace. And I saw that you were um, you were uh, Steel Mace Flow certified with honors. Congratulations on that. Yeah, you know, so you did you, – you got your honors. Uh, who was your proctor uh, for that? Uh, Leo, Leo Savage Rico. He's from uh, Onnit Academy. He's down there now, but um, I mean, he's not really on. He has his own. He trains out of Onnit. I don't want to misrepresent him. I know he works out of Onnit. He's going to start doing stuff on it. But Leo Savage Rikis, um, he's absolutely amazing. He's somebody we actually were in contact with each other beforehand, um, and I reached out to him one day about you know if he was going to be what he's going to be doing a semi certification, and um, came to New York, and I just jumped on it. Um, and you know, it's something that brought. It just got my attention early on. I'm always looking for like some ways to challenge myself and to grow. Um, and when Steel Maze first came out with uh, with Onnit Academy, um, Eric Milan, Isaac Milan started it. And you know, I've always I started following on as soon as I heard about them, heard about them years ago. And I was just very drawn to them. Everything they were doing in terms of unconventional training with barbell, kettlebell, um, steel clubs, steel mace, and I just fell in love with the methodology and the movement because I, I mean, again, it goes. You know, there's, there's times where I'll use the heavier mace, I have the, the 25 pound quad job. Yeah. Right? So I use that for a lot of strength movement. Um, and then I'll flow with, you know, the 10 pounds for my favorite to work with and just doing a lot of flow and movement and you just kind of get lost in it. It becomes therapeutic just as much as training can be therapeutic at times. You know, you train for a lot of different reasons. You to push myself, but it's also a therapy. And I use the same thing with the mace. Mace comes my best friend if I'm in a certain place and take the mace out and start working with it, take to the beach and be able to flow in front of the beach and water and just movement. It's just, it's an amazing feeling. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. And then combine it with, with animal flow. I mean, you're, you're within your body, you know, what greater, right. you have to be the, the captain, the owner of your body and movement first in order to advance in anything else. We teach that at the beginning of training. Right? Somebody comes to me, I'm not putting any load in your hands until I show that you can stabilize and create strength and movement within just your own body itself. We're not just getting onto the bar and you're squatting out, you know, hundred pounds, hundred reps, whatever. Um, show me you can squat by yourself or controlling your own body and movement, you know, through animalistic 
that's what's based on right? animalistic movements and right. creating strength, um, creating stabilization within yourself and then being able to transfer that into body weight or into barbell movement, into even using the steel mace, how they all, again, everything just kind of intersects. Yeah. Together, yeah. You know? But then it goes back to life, you know, you know, I'll get in there and I'll get, you know, on the bar deadlift, whatever, 350 pounds, whatever. But then I'll take a 10 pound mace and just move with it. And it's, it's kind of like the, the fluidity of life too. You know, when you're going through hard times, you got to grind in life, or you're just enjoying life and free flowing. And to be able to have that balance, again, it goes back to the parallel being able to also have that balance in life and how I live my life. Yeah. Do you think steel mace flow is a game changer for athletes? 100%. Absolutely. It's, uh, steel mace flow is 100% a game changer for athletes. Um, you know, what it's built created for me in terms of um shoulder mobility um hip mobility and movements and how that advances athletes athletes in general population in terms of their speed um and their power being able to drive with it, it's a hundred percent game changer um even in terms of you know to mobility um because if i can i can create more mobility i'm going to be able to create more power i'm going to create more speed um and steel has definitely opened up that to me and even uh you know in terms of of just even mindset uh, for for non athletes too, um, I've had women that you know see me with the mace. Oh, what is that? I want to use that. And you put it in their hands, and they're a totally different person. And that's all that they want to do because they feel like the sense of, of inner strength within them. Yeah. You know, <laughs> where can I get one? I want to buy one. And you would never guess, like ninety pound, you know, female just you know in lemon just hanging out in the gym, and all of a sudden now they got this piece of metal and their iron in their hand that they're just swinging around, but it makes them feel good. And it's just there's so many so many different values to to working with that um but for athletes yeah it's it's massive every athlete that i work with is, is has a mace in their hands yeah it's yeah it's awesome and everything you just said right now is what everybody else is saying about it everything putting it in a person's hands a woman's hands who who all of a sudden it changes it transforms them it this is it's like a phenomenon that's occurring and uh it's just a fantastic run i mean this is this is unbelievable and and i i can't wait to start seeing it more in you know athletics you know seeing professionals you know training with it and then going out and hitting a ball or kicking a soccer ball or boxing or whatever Listen, you take that 25 i have guys in the gym they see me with the 25 and they'll grab it and they're like what the it feels like 100 pounds you got this long lever yeah. on right and then they see me pick it up and i'm just like Phew. yeah and like but it's because your body's understanding how to transfer that that floor the power from the floor i transfer movement through rotate your power through rotation and that's so vital because that's what every athlete is utilizing is rotation. Rotational force creates power. Ground yeah. force creates power. You're combining those two applications and swinging this thing around your head, around your body. That transference into athletics is 100% dead on vital. Yeah. Very good. Very good. Uh, we're going to get going. Um, I also yeah. – I wish we had time to get to this uh, detail, but you mentioned to me that your brother was in 9-11 and now he's, he's – uh, operating a business out in the west coast yeah, um you know first of all you know i wasn't hired on the fire department until 2004 but i worked with a lot of guys that did go to 9-11 so you know my hat's off to your brother for doing what he did and i know that was tough for him and everything and i hope he's doing okay and and uh you know maybe we could talk about that element some other time i don't know as you know absolutely yeah anytime he's my hero um you know, that's why I do a lot of work, uh, fire department, police department, military, you know, give them, help them out with training, discounts, whatever have you. Like, that's that's my passion. We have to work with these guys and women um, that are, you know, serving. Um, you know, he, he, he's, he, I don't even know where to start with him. He's, he's my hero. You know, he's 9-11, uh, U.S. Coast Guard, U.S. Marshal, um, Anti-Terrorist Task Force, um, Air National Guard, and, uh, wow. you know, suffered from um, PTSD, medically retired. Um then with uh, thyroid cancer, um, dealing with spinal stenosis himself, has to have surgery later the, uh, next month. Um, but yeah, it took, you know, again, that adversity and knew that he wanted to do something and he's out there. He developed a uh, wildfire detailing, uh, auto detailing business out in Bend, Oregon. And uh, he's just exploding with the business. I mean, he gets called to all the major car shows. He's at SEMA, he's at all these car shows all over the world, but he's also traveling on a, a much bigger uh, level, much bigger mission. Where he, he had a truck and now he's got a, a Mission 22 Mustang and he's the uh, ambassador for Oregon for Mission 22, um, which gets word out about veteran suicide, 22 veterans a day committing suicide. So he does a lot of work for Mission 22. That's his whole 
his whole commitment um, is, you know, getting word out and awareness out for that. So his car, his truck was originally all designed for, for Mission 22 and has all of his, his sponsors now because he built himself to that on the truck. Now he has the Mission 22 Mustang. It's all decked out for Mission 22 um, and drives that around um, to all these different shows again just to wear, build awareness and just got his wife's truck. Um, it's totally wrapped up and designed uh, in honor of my mom, our mom who uh, passed from ovarian cancer. So she would always say her gloves are on every time we would see, talk to her here. You know, my gloves are on, my gloves are on. So size is fight like a girl and the whole truck is dedicated for uh, ovarian cancer. Nice. Awareness. That's really cool. Uh, yeah. Now so tell us uh, how it's called mission 22. That's where my brothers are rep for. All right. And you could, you could go on like mission 22.com or something and, and you could donate is, is how does it work? Yeah, yeah, I mean, I was doing a. You go to Mission Twenty Two on, uh, uh, you know, on Facebook, um, Instagram. They have a site to go to Mission Twenty Two dot com, and uh, yeah, you can absolutely make donations there. Um, right. You can reach out to to my brother Wildfire Detailing on, on Instagram, speak to him further how to get involved or do something for them. Um, but yeah, I, I look forward to doing some some representative work for them as an ambassador too down here in Florida. Yeah. Yeah. All right. That's cool. And now, how about yourself? Do you do online coaching? I do. Okay. I do. Uh, I do online program design training. Um, I do sessions, uh, mentoring, emotional, uh, mental sessions with clients and individuals. Um, I'm looking at doing uh, training for uh, maze flow and animal flow. Um, I'm gonna have a couple of people that are contacting me. I might do that. Start start working with that online as well. Just set the computer up uh, in the gym or outside on the beach and do actual sessions with people yeah. uh, via whatever Skype or have you. Um, but yeah, I do phone coaching calls. Uh, also available for going, you know, flying out for speaking engagements, um, training camps, whether it's for the individual or for a team. Um, yeah, I do all of that. Okay, that's great. And how does everybody find you? Uh, give us your website. Your yeah, my website is amsacarado.com. Uh, you guys can reach me on Instagram, am underscore sacarado, sacarado, S-A-C-C-U-R-A-T-O. Um, Facebook, at Rise Performance or am sacarado. And uh, get me on my Facebook page. Uh, you guys want to email me, am.sacarado at gmail.com. Okay. And I'm going to put all that in the show notes. So everybody listening, uh, if you, you know, want to read that to find, and you can do that. So, Ann, thank you very much. This was cool. I'd like to have you come back on again so we could talk. The, the one hour is just not enough. I mean, you got so much to say. I with you every day. I would love to. There's so much more that, you know, we definitely can talk about for sure. Yeah, that's great. I appreciate you coming on and taking the time and sharing with everybody. And yeah. uh, I learned a lot from just talking to you today. So I can just imagine how much more you have to uh, share. <laughs> Likewise, you make me think too. So I appreciate that. Thank you, you got, for your yeah. time very much. Absolutely. Enjoy the rest of your day. Go kick ass like you normally do. Absolutely. <laughs> okay. <You too. laughs> Thanks yeah. a lot. Take care.